You're listening to the Empty Nest Empires podcast, episode number 20. You're brilliant. You know that, right? I mean, we all are. We all have times of genius, a zone of genius, and we know it. But do we put that genius or that brilliance out to the world? Most of the time, we need more confidence. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We'll be right back. Okay, your nest is empty, or it will be within a few years. So now what? Whether you know it or not, we are building empires. Empires of faith, family, fun, fitness, and of course, finance. And those empires are the legacy we leave for our loved ones. I'm Tammy Romani, an empty nester mom, grandma, and entrepreneur with a vision for ever greater things in the years ahead. It's never too late, and there is no limit to what we can do. I'm so happy you're here. Now let's get to building. I'm pretty happy to introduce my guest today. Her name is Renita D. Terry. And do you do we need the D in there, Renita? Oh yes, please. My mother okay. would have a fit. <laughs> Oh, really? Okay. Renita D. Terry, got to get that middle initial in there. And, you know, it's funny. You go to events and you see people in the distance and you kind of get a feel for, oh, I need to start following that person. And so I think our paths crossed at an event last year. And it just worked out that she reached out to me and said, hey, I might have a message for your audience. So as we talked more, yes, I really think that you're going to enjoy hearing from Renita today because she's in a transitional phase that so many in my audience are in. And whether you are in your 30s, as you are, Renita, or in your 40s, 50s, 60s, you're moving into a new phase of life. And Renita calls herself a lifestyle design expert, which I, I love that title more than I can even say. Can you uh, welcome, first of all, Renita, and thanks for being here. So happy to be here. And thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm looking forward to this It'll be a fun conversation, I think. So let's get started with where you are right now and how you got there. You, you had a corporate job not long ago, and you are now in the process of establishing um, your business to help others in the online space. What does that feel like? Is that, is that scary? What, what is that like? Well, um, just to give you a little bit of backstory, because I, I love backstory, right? So um, I used to introduce myself as a fifth generation educator, third generation musician, because I actually come from a family uh, that by and large, many have been in the education field. And so when I transitioned from what is the corporate world, I transitioned from a um, a role as a national sales and training consultant, educational consultant for a educational publishing company. So my, even transitioning into that, I had come out of education. So I did that because I always knew what the big goal was. The big goal is to travel the country, uh, training, speaking, and teaching on some kind of topic that is, I'm passionate about, right? So okay. I knew that Prior to that, I was actually subbing in the K through 12 schools. Um, and, and let me actually take a step back. Even just before that, I was working in another role as a college and career coordinator. And, you know, we hear all these ideas about taking a big leap, right? Mm -hmm. So I transitioned from a full-time job, actually summer 2014. And after that, um, I just did some independent contract work as a musician because I play the piano as well, been playing since I was five. So at this particular point, we just celebrated it a month ago, 30 years um, playing wow. the piano. And so I, I played in church. And then in the meantime, I subbed as I was still trying to figure out this journey and have been doing so over the last last five years. Well, the role in uh, corporate America, if you will, um, just allowed me to develop my skill set, presenting in front of people and that type of thing. Something that, honestly, I've been great at for a while and we can talk about why uh, relative to backstory and just how we get to where we are in our skill set and all that. But 
um, it's, it's nerve wracking to answer your question. It's absolutely nerve wracking, but I think what you have to lean on in the end is who am I? What do I have to offer? And, and when I show up in the world as a powerful person, what am I doing? Wow. What, okay. You are a confidence expert. What kind of confidence does it take to show up like that for yourself? Well, uh, Tammy, I have to be honest with you and honest with your community to say I would not call myself a confidence expert at all, but it's so interesting. I actually have a friend that lives in the LA area who is a choreographer, has done off-Broadway stuff, and actually um, has done stuff with uh, primetime television as far as being a choreographer as well, and she and I grew up in the same town, and she mentioned one time when I just kind of was polling some people who knew me and said, what, what do you think my unique selling point is? And mm. it's so interesting that what she wrote back had something to do with confidence. And I was like, man, are you kidding? Like, I feel, I feel like I am, I am always struggling with that, that internal war of imposter syndrome and, and why, listen, we all ask, why should someone listen to me, right? Oh, yeah. And so I definitely would not say that I'm a confidence expert, but I would say that at some point, as you continue to show up, and I think the word is continuance, I think we, uh, the, the other words we may use is perseverance and resilience. When mm. you have that kind of practice, and I love that word as well, because that's the thing, to practice those things showing up in the world somewhere those are the things that give you confidence. Yes. Oh, most definitely. And why is that so hard though? Because even if we've been told that the key is to show up consistently, the key is to just take that first step and do it, whether it's speaking on camera like this, doing an interview like this, showing up at an event to meet, you know, network and meet with people. We know we need to do it. And so many of us just like cut ourselves short right before about to pull the trigger and actually sign up to do something or actually take our phone and push record on a video that we want to put out to the world with information that we have to share or a story that we have to share. Why do we stop right there? And what does it take to push yourself that extra couple of feet to get it happening? Well, I think two things. Sometimes we need to lower the stakes because some mm. of the people I'm sure that we're talking to are people who are perfectionists, people who are great at their craft, people who are, to be honest with you guys, ladies, um, you probably are already brilliant. You're probably, listen, I'm, I'm not trying to brag uh, or toot your horn, but I am. You're probably more brilliant than most of the people in your circles or, or right outside of your circles because you probably hang around a lot of brilliant people. But so, so one of the things that you have to do is lower the stakes. Uh, many times those mm -hmm. kinds of folks that I just explained are perfectionists. They, uh, no one can beat them at the game of, critiquing themselves and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and that brings me to my second point and let me get it out while it's in my brain. And that is you have to get outside of your head. I was just listening to a, a woman who has a degree in counseling and is really focused on making the bridge between mental health and the faith community. And one of the things that she talked about is that uh, depression and anxiety and those kinds of things happen because people are focused on their issues. Ooh, and I, and yeah. I think that, that if we're ever going to develop the confidence we need, it, it seems counterintuitive to focus on somebody else and their needs. And those are the ways that you can show up in the world. So I just said that get outside of yourself, number one. And then number two, understand that one of the issues that you have is probably perfectionism, that type thing, judging yourself quicker than anyone else can judge you. And so it causes you to create larger goals that make it impossible. And so You've maybe never thought about it like this, but maybe you're creating these huge goals is also a way of self-sabotage 
in disguise because if you can make it big, we can dream big, right? But also if you don't get it done, it's kind of like, well, you know, and then you tell yourself it'll never get done because you can't seem to, no, no, stop the noise and just lower the stakes and say, not, not how can I jump, but how can I put another foot in front of where I am right now? Ooh, I just want to like shout hallelujah after that because that is the key right there. And I honestly found myself spinning and spinning and not making any traction when I got to that place where I was like, okay, listen, I, I've been a voice actor for decades. So if I make a podcast, it has to be perfect from the get-go, you know? Well, I didn't start my podcast for a year and a half because I was sure that I had to gain the skills and the knowledge to be like a production person when I've never done production. I've only done, you know, I've recorded my voice and sent it off to somebody else. But because I had this idea in my head that people were expecting perfection from me, I, it paralyzed me. So I can totally relate to what you're saying. You know what helped me? I actually went to the, some of the top podcasters and I scrolled all the way back down to episode zero, episode mm. one. Mm. And you know what? They were all terrible. Mm. You know, people who have millions of downloads on their podcasts now started from zero and they were awful. Every, I mean, without question, their sound was terrible. You know, it was just awful. And I thought, okay, if that person with, you know, 2 million downloads of their podcast started there, that's where I have to start. Absolutely. And it really, there's a freedom in that. So I love that you said lower the stakes a little bit. You still can dream big, but you can't make a leap from zero to a thousand in one day. You cannot make that leap. It starts with your first five followers on Instagram. And then it starts with maybe you get a hundred and you're talking to them. And I think the other thing that you mentioned is that if we really have something that we are to teach or to serve others with something that we have that can help others, we have to remember that it's not about us, right? It is about those that we need to help. And if we don't open our mouths and start talking about how we can help them, no one gets helped. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, As as you talk about that, uh, I'm going to let you ask all the questions, right? But something comes to mind as you say that. And and one of my favorite books for creative professionals, entrepreneurs, people in transition is by Austin Kleon titled Show Your Work. And so in in what you said, my question to your audience and all the listeners out there is, Two questions. Number one is, where have you shown up lately? Hmm. Where have you question. shown up lately? And then the second question is, where do you show up on a consistent basis? Because you do need to show up somewhere, but you can't think that you can show up once and then think like magic is supposed to happen when People, people, whether it's online, in your community, locally, even in your own family, how can they depend on you? How can they trust your product, your idea, anything else, if you're inconsistent? Now, I want to be, again, very clear to your audience that everything I'm saying is like medicine down my own throat. Like, so <laughs> I'm, I'm preaching to the choir and, and I'm preaching to myself, so to speak, about this very thing because you need to show up but you need to show up consistently as well. Mm -hmm. So is it a daily practice? Of course it is. And what does that look like for you? How do you get out of your head and into a place of action? Tammy, you know, just go ahead and just, just sucker punch me. Why don't you? (laughs) Um, Hey, I'm preaching to myself as well. So I get it. I'm there. I, I have days where I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like reaching out to anybody. I don't feel like writing an email. I don't feel like brushing my hair and putting on some mascara so that I feel good enough to actually turn the camera on. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the, 
the goal is to create a system. And I know that sounds scary for some folks. And, and it sounds scary for me sometimes. And especially if you're a creative and, and if you're a mom out there um, in any way, mom, grandmother or whatnot, and you say, what, I don't care what job you came from, because I have this argument with my own aunt who who actually worked for this same corporate company that I just left and so she's a a sales consultant traveling the world and we have this kind of not a fallout like it's actually a, a very open conversation but I I don't uh, accept her telling me that she's not creative so if you happen mm -hmm. to be in this community and you're someone who says well I'm not an artist I, I beg to differ, and, and just because I'm a huge resource person, I say go read Seth Godin's book, Lynchpin, because when he talks about being indispensable, and then to my point to mothers is the level of improvisation that you have to do in order to keep schedules, to do all of these things, you are an artist, you just have to think differently. So I said that when we talk about how do you practice this thing daily, moms you know how you practice it daily whether you feel like it or not mm -hmm. and then for those who are are creatives and entrepreneurs who may be like i don't like schedules like i like to be open and free and when i feel it i feel it so choose a system at the bare bones level that works for you so maybe that looks like at the very least you have a morning routine and at the very least, you have a nighttime routine. And then in the middle, you learn time blocking. Mm -hmm. And you use Pareto's principle, maybe, to do that one thing or, or to do the 20% that's going to be the tipping point for you. So, so that's, again, back to what I said earlier about lowering the stakes. You think that because you listen to all these productivity podcasts and you read all these books and and I'm again I'm talking to myself right I love the one thing by Gary Keller that that particular book I, I love and I have it sitting here uh, with me and have recommended it so much I love John Acuff's book finish yeah. and and actually this book is is a huge breakthrough for folks uh, who really want to break through John Acuff's book finish but I'm saying we read all these things and we still are figuring things out right so mm -hmm. again lower the stakes even with that what is the least I can do to put an, one foot in front of the other. Again, maybe a morning routine, maybe a night routine, and in the middle, maybe blocking off two to three hours so that you can get something done that feeds your inner uh, soul, your love tank, and also your purpose in order to fulfill it and it to be put out in the world. I can tell by the way you speak that you already um were a very organized person. When you worked corporately, you were in sales, so you weren't necessarily going to an office every day. You were traveling. You had to keep this schedule where you would do presentations and, and make sales calls for, you said it was a, um, an education. educational publishing. So I was training oh, teachers like, on textbooks. Yeah. Okay. So training teachers on textbooks. Okay. So you've already got that part down. And that is, that is a big hurdle for those who quit a job where they know what their schedule's like all day long, and then they want to create something from home, or maybe circumstances require them to. Maybe a family member is sick and they need to quit their job to care for them, or their children are in a place where they need them more. Maybe they're about to be empty nesters, and they're just, frankly, tired of it, or maybe they are ready to retire from their job, but they know there's something more they can do. Can you speak to the process maybe that you went through with how to make that leap? Like how much did you prepare on the side so that it was a good transition for you? Or are you still kind of floundering every day? Um, more of the latter to, to, to be. To yes, be, let's be real. Yeah, let's be absolutely real. So am I. I, because, I have to say, so am I. And see, I, I never would have guessed that, Tammy. And, and so I think the lesson I want, want the listeners to get is 
is, uh, well, I'll tell it to you in the form of a quote, because I actually was listening to a talk recently by an entrepreneur who uh, created a cosmetics line called the Lip Bar. Her name is Melissa Butler. And she said, she said, I always knew that this dream was going to be big. I just didn't know how to get there. And throughout this journey, I've been assembling my plane in the sky. Oh, boy. I relate to that so much because I feel like God has given me a really big vision for almost creating a movement and especially among women my age, you know, um, in the maybe 40s to 60s range, because I see it almost daily in that age group, especially they're like, oh no, in five years, I'm going to have no children at home. What am I going to do? And they ask questions like, I feel like I'm just finishing the best years of my life. Is it over? You know, is there something else for me? And I want to say, oh my goodness, no, there's so much great things ahead that you could do. Let's figure out how to find that because I was in that place. I, I was totally in that place. And I was, you know, I, I got a job at a university and I loved it and it was great. But then when it came time, it was actually a temp job. I was there for a year and the gal I was temping for decided not to come back. So they offered it to me. And of course I was like, okay, well, God put me here. So I'm going to say yes. And the second I said yes, the very next day I cried all the way driving to work. And then I had a great day at work and I was like, what was that? Oh, that was so weird. I love it here. It's, it's amazing. I, you know, I work with VA students. I was the VA benefits administrator for a major university. And I, I loved those students. And then I was like, that, that was so weird. Okay. Well, next, go home. I'm great. Next morning, driving to work, I cried all the way there again. And finally, after three days of that, I was like, okay, God, we need to spend some time together and figure this out. And literally that was the day I started on the journey of, nope, it's time for you to quit. I have bigger things for you. But that, that was years ago. And I still have this vision for a huge future that I feel like he's placed in me. But getting there is such a daily grind, right? And I think the key is if you know you have a calling, if you know there's people you can help, you owe it to them and to yourself to keep pushing forward and to keep asking what is the next step. And I can see course corrections all along the way. And I think the big mistake we make is that we see all these big influencers who, you know, and we don't see their journey so much. Maybe we haven't been following them long enough. Some of them, yes, we know. We've seen uh, one of my favorite examples is our friend Nicole Walters, who is a brilliant entrepreneur, but I did see her back in those Periscope days when she was standing in her bathtub with a sheet behind her because that was the only plain background she could find in her house to do her stuff. And now she's got a multi-million dollar corporation, you know, and she's a consultant and flies all over the place and it's going to have a TV show, you know? So I see, I did see her progression. Sometimes it's hard for us to see that for ourselves. D does it encourage you to see someone make it like that? Or do you, do you only see the success and not the journey? Uh, both, to be honest yeah. with you. And so I think sometimes, here's what I want to say about that. And, and actually, if you don't mind me saying this, like I'm actually in the throes of launching um, my own first product that I call Confident Brilliance. And okay. it's, really, it's really a process that helps people look less at others and more at themselves, what they have to mm -hmm. offer. And it gives them a rinsable, repeatable framework so that they can always identify where they are within a process. Now, Ooh, um, you know, I was thinking about this as I was preparing for this call that if someone were to ask me, well, Renita, how long does it take? Because again, that's, that's, that's just the world we live in mm -hmm. and we, we want stuff. We want it now and we want it right now. Right. Yep. But I think my, my answer in my head that I came up with that I would tell anyone is, you know, if you ask how long it takes, what I would tell you is that faster than you staying where you are. 
because mm. that's the most important thing. Like, am I working a process? So, so to answer your question about those who seem to have a certain level of success, like, does that encourage me or, or what? And I think, number one, Yes, in some ways, but in other ways, because I am an insular person, because I am extremely introspective, because I am an introvert, and because, again, in my head, I'm already a perfectionist and a chronic one at that, I think that sometimes I, I'm even, this whole process that I'm sharing with people that's been almost 20 years in the making is me upgrading my system to say, I can still move forward however fast, however slow, and get to my next best step, because it's always about that. And I think I want to give a visual to your audience to say, again, especially for people who are in transition, and if you happen to be like me and you're in your 30s, uh, or even maybe your early 40s, or whatever, you may feel like you need to take a leap, like, and so we see these pictures on social media that's shared about this uh, kind of person, like, jumping to the next cliff, and I, I want to say to you, to scratch that, take it down, whatever, throw it away, burn it up, have a bonfire, and really take a piece of chalk, draw hopscotch boxes on the ground and do that. And that's what this process is about um, more than anything. And that's what I would tell anybody. I don't care what phase you're in. Can you do hopscotch? And I bet you can. Wow. That is such a great visual. I love that. And I, and I love the concept of showing your work. Because it's in those of us who are on the journey, it's in showing our journey that it in turn encourages others. So you're showing your journey right now. And you said you wanted to talk about that. Can you, can you describe for us where you are, how long ago you had your quit day, and, uh, and where you are in the process? You said you're about, you're about launching your, your very first product, Confident Brilliance, which I love, and maybe there are people listening who need to reach out to you and get on your list. So uh, we'll definitely share how to do that at the end and in the show notes, but um, confident brilliance. I, I love the title. I love what that portrays because I think so much of us do have moments of brilliance that we're pretty proud of, but we're, we don't have the confidence to, to put it out to the world. So where are you in your journey right now? Where am I in my journey? I am, if, if I were to give you a sneak peek about the framework, uh, there, there are kind of five, I hate to say steps, but I'll say that uh, for lack of a, a better description at this moment. But in the five steps of this framework that I teach, um, I'm on the fourth step in some ways, and that fourth step is called execution. To be honest with you, even this interview is a way of me executing, right? Sure. And, mm -hmm. and so, so when I talk about this framework, which I won't give the whole thing away, uh, but I'll definitely give you some, some kind of sneak peeks into what it's about. But um, I say that I'm on the fourth step. And then again, because I told you it's a rinsable, repeatable process, the fact is, is that once I get to the fifth step, it's time to repeat, but just on another level. Um, I am someone who has a, a, a faith-based background. So for those um, who are listening, I'll explain it to you in this way. There is a scripture in Holy Writ that talks about from faith to faith from glory to glory, from everlasting to everlasting. And with this process that I teach, I'm at least trying to help you get from faith to faith. Okay. So I think every day, talk about what that daily process is. When we talked about that a little bit earlier, a morning routine and an evening routine, really um, when you do that and then in the middle 
time blocking, if you will, when you do that from week to week, you're building faith, you're building confidence. And that is what I'm trying to help people do to upgrade. Because what it is, is that you need to upgrade your mental system, your thought process. That is a practice as well. So what I, here, here I am, a creative, uh, again, fifth generation educator, third generation musician, someone who has always had entrepreneurial ideas, even in high school. And, and to talk about what, what uh, Tammy just asked, this whole concept that I'm teaching you, I wrote it when I was in high school. I found it in a journal of mine and literally it was all brought back to my remembrance just a couple of months ago, but it never dawned on me that this could be something that I offered the world. Oh my word. Wow. And that's why it's so important for us to look back at our history and look back at, um, you know, there's a phrase of looking for a common thread. And sometimes, uh, especially with moms who are about to be empty nesters who say, you know, what, what do I do now? My goodness, look back. You, you have to really take time with this. Look back and see what have you done for your kids, for your family? You know, what are you good at? What did you do when you were in grade school and high school? What were you good at then? What brought you joy? Was it singing? Maybe it's time for you to sing again. You know, was it playing an instrument that you've let fall by the wayside? Maybe it's time to pick that up again. You know, was it writing? Maybe it's time to pick that up again. Because we, we do get busy in life with our jobs and our families. And we let those, those what we would maybe consider fringe things go don't we? And here you found in a journal the framework for what you are supposed to teach the world. And I think that's so amazing. And it really, it really does show just God's goodness in bringing us to, um, you know, through this whole journey that, that there's a plan. And I love that. I just love that. Tammy, and I think with what you're saying, um, I, I really just gave a nugget that I'd like uh, for your listeners and your audience to consider. And, and if I were to give you all a three kind of prong process for testing your dreams or, and all of this is just a part of this uh, confident brilliant process, confident brilliance process. Um, I'll put it to you like this. Number one, you have to give your dream room to live undaunted. Mm -hmm. Give your dream room to live undaunted. What does that look like? I gave it to you in the form of my story. And one of the things I did was to journal. Like we don't like to do that. And then especially people who are busy, again, if you're a mom, you're busy. If you're working a job and transitioning, you're busy, um, whatever, in a relationship, happily in a job or transitioning, you're busy, even if it's just in your mind because you have clutter. The one of the ways to have an undaunted space is to get it out of yourself again. And one of the ways to do that is to write, to journal, or another way, I guess I, I, I don't do as much, but it's certainly another tool is to record your thoughts maybe while you're driving or whatever. So that's, that's kind of like first step in order to test your dream. Yeah, that's great. And then the next step is and so I would say uh, the next step, and, and let me say this to go back to what I just said. So one tool is writing or like I said, using audio. And then the second is to do the activities that feed your curiosity. So, so we talked about those fringe things or those things we've kind of let go by the wayside. But the way you know whether or not you need to pay attention to it is that it keeps coming up. Over a decade, yes. it has come up. Over another decade, it has come up. You know, you had it maybe when you were a child or something like that. You are in your mid-50s, um, early 60s, it has come up. So those are ways that you need to pay attention to things. So, so the second one is to um, give it room to live within community. Now, I really already kind of spilled the beans when I talked about the book, Show Your Work. And that's what I mean by community. Like, once it is outside of you, undaunted by journaling or something, where 
else can you give it room to breathe? Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Where can Mm -hmm. you give that idea room to breathe or even, even testing? So I just gave the idea a few seconds ago about the hopscotch boxes, right? So drawing the next box or getting from one to five or one to three, where can you show up in the world to share this joy? Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's an important thing for you to think about. Oh, I love that. I love that. I, this is just so encouraging. I, I feel like a lot of people need this because they really do feel stuck. And um, there, there's a way beyond that. There is a way beyond being stuck. And if it keeps coming up for you, if people keep asking you the same question because they know you have an answer for them because they've watched you, um, and, and, and it may be people close in your life that start there, right? Where they say, hey, I know you've done this for a long time. You know, how can you help me? Um, that might be a question that other people have. And yep. that's what I found in building my business is that well, I created a course called a confident voice because I've been a voice actor for decades and my friends in the digital business space started coming to me saying, Ooh, I have to do live video and I really hate my voice. How, how can I fix that? You know, and, and I really have to say your voice is just fine most of the time and it's really a confident thing. And so I love that you're dealing with with confidence. Um, how, how does life look to you now? Does it feel weird to not have a corporate job, um, you know, kind of safety net? Um, yes. <laughs> it, it, it feels, it feels, it feels chaotic. That, that's the other, that's the other thing. Yeah. Like, let's, let's talk about, I'm going to go deep here, Tammy, for just oh, a second. But let's People talk need this. Let's talk about addiction for a second. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in particular in society, again, in this society where we want likes, we, we want to be approved of and that type thing. And so I'll be honest with you. There are times throughout my journey that I've been like, man, I need to go to therapy and build my business. Right. Yes. Um, and, and that may be the case. And so I, I think the thing that I've come to discover that I help people do is to do just what you just said. Like most times there's nothing wrong when you talk about confident voice, there's nothing wrong with your voice. Mm -hmm. There's something wrong with your thinking. So the thing between your ears, your pattern um, of thinking really about yourself and your work, you know? So I think when we talk about addiction and when I brought that up, I want to talk about our addiction to also safety. You just asked that question, Mm. like, like, and everybody's tolerance level is different. So you certainly have to assess what it is that you can deal with. So you don't feel like, you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. (laughs) You definitely have to think about that. However, Every step, back to the hopscotch box, right? Every step should be helping you to realize that your tolerance can go up every single week, every single month, and in in particular, every single year so that you can get on with the show. Yeah, yeah. I love this. So let's talk about you doing something that's kind of, away from your experience in corporate. I mean, you traveled the world training teachers how to use textbooks, and now you're doing something different. And, and when you talked about all the different jobs you've had, you, you weren't, quote, an educator, but you were in the education space. And now you're in the online education space, but it really feels very different to me. Um, how did you flip-flop that way and not just take the route of, uh, I'm going to have an online business, but I'm going to teach teachers how to do this thing? Because that's really familiar to you. Do you feel like you're moving into unfamiliar territory? Not at all. And I'll tell you why, uh, Tammy, because let's go back to high school when this whole idea that I now call confidence brilliant was birth, brilliance was birthed. Um, during that time, 
around about that same time, I took my first class in psychology when I was in high school. And so between that, between my college degree and between what I'm doing now, I understand that here's the through line of what I've been doing all along. And that is studying social behavior. And Mm -hmm. honestly, even being in the field of education, you know, you really are the first person to call it corporate because I didn't think of it that way. And in many ways, it was a multi-million dollar educational publishing company. So, but for me, it was still education. And I realized that those who who are in the classroom as actual teachers or whether you're online doing it, what you must become great at is studying social behavior so that you can help uh, offer a solution. And that's the through line that I see in everything that I do. Again, my, my degree is in communication studies, my bachelor's degree in, in, um, yeah, in undergrad. And, and that, before that, I was undecided going into college thinking like, oh, I'll get a psychology degree. You know, I didn't know what my path will be, but talk about community. I was just telling my best friend recently that the whole reason that I have even a communication studies degree is because in community, someone who knew my family and someone who was accomplished herself, um, had a doctoral education degree was like, look, you're struggling in college, not because you're not able to do it, but because you're, you're trying to figure out this perfect idea when what you need to do is display your ability to learn and get the heck out of there. And because she knew that my dad has this same degree, my dad is also a professional speaker for a about 40 years at this particular point, she was like, hey, what about a communications degree? And I was like, huh, that sounds interesting. And I finished with that. So I think that, um, you know, back to your question of if feeling chaotic, listen, I, I think here's my third point when I talk about how to test your dreams. I talked about giving your your dreams an idea to live or a space to live on Daunted. I talked about the fact that you need to give it a space to live within community. Here's the third thing, and that is that you evaluate your inputs. To put it another way, one of the things I don't deal with in within this framework that I teach, I don't deal with fear a whole lot. Now, you may be saying, now, Renita, <laughs> this, I mean, please deal with the fear because yeah. this is something I've, I've, I, we all deal with, right? I'm going to tell you that I deal with it as well, but I heard something recently that caused a shift just like that. And that is that you don't need to focus on the fear as much because the fear is still what's causing you to focus on yourself and the problem when what you need to focus on are the inputs, period. Right. And also focus on what's going out from you. And if you're, if you're focusing on your own fear, you can't help anybody else. Yes. And that's theirs. what, absolutely. And that's what I mean by inputs. The input is, is thinking about, think about a conveyor belt or think about a production assembly line. You have to put something into it, whether it's your manpower, whether it's the, the next thing within the process, you must put something into it so that the finished product and, you know, on car assembly lines is the assembled car. You know, and so if you're the one that's working on the side passenger's door, did you show up that day to make sure it was on the hinges? That simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, this is good stuff. I think you're going to encourage so many people. So let's talk about how people can find you and, uh, and reach out to you. What's your favorite social media platform? Awesome. So you can certainly find me on all social media platforms at Renita D. Terry. That's R-E-N-I-T-A-D-T-E-R-R-Y. So all social media platforms, but the one I love and, um, and really need to probably stay off of just a little bit more is Instagram. So <laughs> certainly if you want to communicate with me, send me a DM, whatever, ask a question. That's the best place for you to find me on social media. And then in a few weeks, you can go to uh, renitadterry.com and that will be live because talk about process, right? I, again, am in process and yet uh, Tammy clearly thought I had something uh, to offer to say, you know what, Renita, 
sure, come talk to my community. So, so yeah, I'm happy about that. Yeah, I think it's really important to see that, hey, Renita doesn't even have a finished website yet. And look what she's reaching out. Look how she's reaching out to help others. And um, maybe she doesn't have, she basically has a landing page where she's starting to collect emails just to gain some interest for what she's talking about. You know, it's such a process. And I just want to encourage everybody that show up where you are. Even the things that you're doing, your whole life was informed by what your mom did and maybe your parents did. So in some ways you were borrowing confidence from them, but also you saw how they lived, but you didn't know to, to call it what Robert Greene calls it. He calls it the apprenticeship phase. Mm, that's you've been, good. you've been, and, and I think that's what I would give your audience is that there you've been apprenticing for whatever it is that is about to be birthed. You're, you've been in an apprenticeship phase your whole life. Number one, accept that and understand that, right? And then, and then use that to your advantage to show up, again, show up confidently in the world. Do you know what I mean? So that's what I have to say about, about just the things that I'm doing. Like, it, you know, I, I'm, I, I would be repeat myself if I said anything else, Tammy. But, oh, go ahead. You know, just about the hopscotch thing and all that. Yeah. But seriously, like I was apprenticing. I didn't realize that even with speaking, I'm not saying that I'm the best speaker in the world. I plan to be. And I do think that I'm greater than a whole lot of people. Again, not, not being arrogant. Um, but just saying that I've watched my dad stand up and deliver, whether there was a crowd of 30 or a crowd of 300 or a crowd of 3000. And he's done it confidently, flat footedly, and he shared his unique brilliance. And so who, who, who am I to be great? My dad's daughter. Yes. You know, I can relate to that because my mom was a preacher and she was fierce. You know, she was, um, she was confident and, you know, everything she did, you know, for her in her ministry carried over into the home. You know, there was no discrepancy there. And I read an article the other day that said that um, children raised by a strong, you know, parent figure like that often have that strength themselves. So you and I both have that, but a lot of people don't. So where can they pull from? Um, no. is this, is this a real question? Like, yeah. like non-rhetorical? Um, you don't have to be related to people to have mentors that you trust. Yes. Exactly. And, and you have to make sure that you trust them though. Make sure that their integrity aligns with what it is that you that resonates with you. Talk about that resonance. Listen, I use a lot of words that just make me think about art and music and all that because that's just who I am. So what is it and who is it that resonates with you? Make a bullet point or journal, list the things, the characteristics that it seems like they have that you do not and borrow confidence until you get your own. Wow, yes. I'm just raising my hands in hallelujah over here. Renita, this is so good and so important. And I know there are people listening who want to stay in touch with you, want to know what you're doing, want to learn about having confident brilliance. So how can they get on your email list or stay in touch with you right now? So, so uh, simply for now, you can go to RenitaDTerry.com forward slash confident Tammy. So it's all, um, you know, again, thank you, Tammy, for uh, being in here. So just go to RenitaDTerry.com forward slash confident Tammy, and that'll at least get you on my list. And there'll be next steps. Um, at the time that this recording comes out, um, I may have already started my, my beta launch phase, but you certainly can get on that list and yes. find out where I am in my process. Yeah, I encourage you to join Renita's um, beta group because that will be the place you know, we talk about that in my membership group is that betas are the place where you really learn what people need. And so she will, it will be a very high touch environment where you'll get help from her. And you'll also be able to help her by telling her 
how you're learning from her. And that's how we in the digital marketing space refine our products that we create to help others. So I love that. And thank you for making a dedicated link for my community, renitadterry.com slash confident Tammy. And I will definitely put that in the show notes. Um, thank you so much again, Renita. I'm, I know this won't be the end of the expertise that you share with our community. Thank you, Tammy. I'm, I'm so thankful for the opportunity. Thank you for joining us today. And I really hope that this interview has helped you see that you have your own kind of brilliance and you need some confidence to go along with it. The way to do that is to get going, get started. And, you know, that kind of brings up something I want to talk to you about. What I see way too often is people telling me, I know I should start a podcast, but I hate my voice. Or I know I'm supposed to be talking on social media about my thing that I teach, but I'm just afraid no one will take me seriously because of my voice. Hey, I've been there. Believe it or not, I've spent decades talking by myself in a padded room as a voice actor, and when it came time to turn that camera on myself, I had zero confidence to do that. Well, I've worked up to it, and now I can teach you how to do it. So I am going to open the doors to my course called A Confident Voice on March 10th. We will be open for just four days, and... um, We start March 16th with a month of group coaching. Now, what this is going to get you is the ability to understand that, first of all, your voice is most likely just fine. You might need to make a few little tweaks here and there, but, you know, just getting getting out from behind that self-imposed roadblock that you've placed on yourself, that you don't like your voice or that you think others won't like your voice, will help you move forward. I really want to see you move into the rest of this year with confidence to speak what you need to speak about. And having a confident speaking voice is going to get you there. So the way to find out about this is go to aconfidentvoice.com. I will be uh, sending out the notice on March 10th to sign up just for three days. And then we close the doors because we are going to have a a nice tight little group where we have a place to practice that's safe and secure and no one else will see. You will get encouragement, you'll get input, and you'll get coaching from me. So I hope that you will check it out. Go to aconfidentvoice.com and uh, I hope to see you inside the group. Have a great day. I'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.